Don't forget to check out Nerd to Know Bases here on Phoenix 92.5 FM with myself, Daryl O'Connor, and Bryn O'Rourke for everything nerd culture, video games, comics, and so much more. That's Nerd to Know Bases, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. every Saturday here on 92.5 Phoenix FM. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is Sparta! <laughs> All your base are belong to us. The balls are inert. And now it begins. Alright guys, it is time for Nerd to No Basis here on Phoenix 92.5 FM and of course listening to us where all good podcasts are found our soundcloud and now if you search nerd to know media on itunes so that's pretty sweet uh, all the shows will be up there as well along with the rest of you international desk and a few other bits and pieces my name is Daryl o'connor and i'm joined on the line by my co-host mr brenner rook Bryn, how are you sir i'm doing well man how are you i'm good i'm good i'm glad we finally got this sorted out um so at the moment there's two shows up on the the iTunes, and the rest of them are up on uh, MX a uh, Mixcloud. So yeah, you know we're trying to expand pretty much everywhere uh, you can possibly find us. That's where we're, we're trying to be now, all over the interwebs. But it's been a it's been a it's been a mixed week, Bryn. Um, we don't want to get too much into this because we talked about this on episode one of Nerd to Know. So if you guys want to check that out, uh, go over and do check that out. That was a good show. Um, it's got to do with Article 11 and Article 13 of the EU uh, legislation, which pretty much dominates copyright. And by doing so, it's basically a censorship machine. Yeah. Now, I mean, it's also like um, they're going to, they're basically going to try and put like a tax on links. Yeah, that's what Article... So so we should probably go in and, and talk about what this is. Yeah. So Article 11 is what's pretty much called a link tax. Yeah. So if you have an article um, and you and you link to it, you have yeah. to pay a tax. Well, it's like if you have any form of media. So like, you know, if you just think, of, just think about what that means in terms of media, what a link is. So that could be an image. It yep. could be a piece of audio. It yep. could be a video. It could be... Uh, it could be a document, a text document. Yep. So basically, you're talking about the likes of Google, YouTube, uh, Wikipedia, Facebook, Tumblr, all pretty much going out of business. Yeah. If this goes through, yep. and if they're if they are forced to be compliant, which they're they're not going to be forced to be compliant because it's it's ridiculous. Like, well, the, well, the thing about this is there's that alone is pretty bad. The next one, Article 13, is literally, guys, a filter which will parse through everything you upload, and if it violates copyright, which is ill-defined, will remove it. So that means any memes, so any kind of fun image that may or may not be technically Based off copyright. of copyright. Exactly. So just say it's a funny picture of The Simpsons you like, you will not be able to post that because it'll be removed. If it's a gift that you like, if it's a piece of music, you know, if you want to share something you're watching on YouTube, if you're trying to upload something to YouTube and there's music in the background, all gone. Yep. This is scary stuff, guys. Now, this was defeated um, after a lot of a lot of action um, earlier on in the summer, and on the 12th of September, this uh, this was voted on. Now, the good news is. The good news is this isn't this isn't over. This isn't yeah. over. No, um, we're more like it's more like we're halfway through. <laughs> yeah. Um, like it, it basically. I don't. I'm not really sure on what they changed last time that allowed them to get it put through again. Well, no. What um, happened? What, what happened was 
Um, uh, basically, there's a divide here. A lot of the tech lobbies don't want this. Big tech do not want this. Anyone who's technical does not want this. However, um, who do want also anyone the, who's new media, but anyone who's yeah, old. Well, well, it's weird. New media, <laughs> a lot of those people seem to be on board with this. I don't understand it. They just obviously don't understand what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think, I, I, and that's one thing that's I'm disappointed in the Irish government or the Irish media, should I say, and the Irish government mostly, but the Irish media, they don't seem to understand that if this goes the way media works nowadays, yeah. is finished. Yeah, and here's It's going to be, like, I mean, it is really going to, like, I mean, print media might be going, well, this will help defend. It's like, print media has gone digital. Mm. going It's not going to be good for them. Yeah. It's going to be really, like, it's actually going to be pretty much the final nail in the coffin for print media. Well, here's the yeah, thing. Yeah, that's it. That's a, that's a pretty much finished, you know. But, you know, speaking of the government, right, air MEPs and guys, do go over to ie.saveyourinternet.eu mm. and you can actually find who your MEPs are. Um, you've probably never seen them before. Yeah. Uh, that's the truth of it. But and you may have to write them a very angry email. Yeah, particularly the ones that didn't vote for it. Now, uh, myself and Bryn and other listeners of this show and friends of ours did actually write the MEPs. I got some replies. Yeah. One, sure was, yeah, one was from Childers and one was from Flanagan, both of yeah. whom voted against it. So they actually yeah. are fighting for your rights. Boylan also uh, wrote me an email saying that uh, she was going to fight it and she was not present. Crowley was also not present. Every other one of them, Every single one of these people who you've probably never met, you probably didn't even vote for, voted for censorship. Yep. And that's they, that's also, they also voted for. Uh, they also voted pretty much heavily, like heavily in favor of, um, of uh, of wealthy private interests being yeah. able to decide what you do as a hobby. Exactly. You know, you know like, I, I look, I look, <laughs> which is kind of crazy, like. And here's the yeah. thing, though. Like, I, I understand that, you know, people have businesses. And, you know, oh, people yeah. have copyright, and that's totally fine. And, yeah, there's a, there's a level of copyright form needs, needs to happen. Yeah, totally. But yeah. not at, the, right, uh, not at the, the rights of individual freedom. Because here's the thing. Someone's copyright claim, and we've seen this being abused on YouTube, someone's copyright claim is a way to silence people. And, you know, that's what can happen here. But also, it changes the very way we interact with media. And, and with Absolutely. the world, and not only media, but with the internet. Like, yeah. here's the thing if this passes, there's a very high possibility that this show that we're doing right now might not be possible. Oh, yeah. No, it, it's very, it's pretty much, I mean, it's pretty much a given that, like, I mean, it's at the moment, at the moment, uh, the, the likes of Google in terms of like how much they help monetize. Uh, independent content and creators who are who are either amateur, semi-professional, professional, uh, all the way up to professional. Uh, how much they get monetized is starting to be reduced, just because they're thinking more about their how monetizing them affects their image, and that's gonna get worse when stuff like this comes. It, it, stuff like this could get worse. I mean, it really, like again. Like as much as like this, uh, like as much as we do worry about this legislation, there's a really high probability too that like the likes of your Googles and your Facebooks are probably going to resist any kind of uh, punishment that is inflicted upon them. Yeah, like this, has, like this has to be. But this isn't gonna. This is because the reality is, is that this isn't going to really affect them, but it will affect the people who use their platforms. Yeah, and here's the thing, you know, like full disclosure, myself and Brynn know how to get around this, right? Yeah. A lot of people who are tech savvy know how to get around this. The people who don't know how to get around this are the people who are probably not even aware that the vote happened. Yep. You know, and that's the thing, and that's why we're covering it. If you're listening to this, guys, it will affect you. You need to get active you need to contact your MEPs and tell them look I don't like this I know a lot of people have contacted me directly and they're like Dara look you know you know about this stuff how bad is it what do I do and I'm like it's pretty bad here's what you need to do and it's it's as simple as emailing them and letting them know and that's why initially it was defeated now the thing about, the thing about this is it was really sneaky because it was defeated and the vote came around we found out about it like a day or two before it happened yeah you know, so here's the thing, and you know, not to be too critical of the EU, but if you're so proud of something, why are you being so sneaky about it? Yep. You know, it's like cowards hide in the dark. 
you know it's like do it in the daytime or don't do it at all and that's how i feel about it you know fair play to ming and fair play to childers they are actually fighting for you they are they are actually fighting for internet freedom People say, oh you're biased yeah i am i i believe the internet is a is a human right the so, whole the, the like the thing is as well is that like even if you go you're biased it's like yes i'm biased towards the principles that the internet was created on exactly look the internet how yeah. awful of me to think <laughs> that, that that when people when educators who were the people behind the internet wanted to do it for a free exchange of ideas that's what they wanted yeah. a free exchange of ideas yeah it's look like, yeah look it's only I'll, the core I'll, principle <laughs> of the platform being existing but yeah. sure let's just screw with that <laughs> yeah look i'm sorry that i'm standing up for your ability to say whatever you want on the yeah. internet and not be censored oh what a horrible horrible uh <laughs> bias that's just bias that's just bias how dare you no but like that's the We're thing we're not being even handed enough <laughs> to the people who want to control everything because they don't have enough money how- we should give we, Brian, we should give a platform to the censors. Excuse me, Mr. Censor, why do you want to control what I'm saying <laughs> and what I can upload to the internet? Ridiculous, guys. This is crazy. It's comical and making a joke out of it because it is. Yeah. This, these laws are made by people who do not understand the internet. They're made, like, if you look at the people who voted, if you look how happy they were, they're completely out of touch with reality. This yeah. is your chance to get involved yeah. with politics. There's even like people who were like you can see the footage of when the result came out. People applauded this, and you're like, you're actually dumb. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like you're you're applauding tyranny, folks. Like, <laughs> come on, it's like, that's you know what it is. It's like that bit in Star Wars. This is how democracy dies with thunderous applause. And remember, you know, this is how tyranny actually passes, where people yeah. applauded in. Remember, Hitler was voted in. Yeah. That's the truth. He was voted in. You know, like you know? Mussolini was voted Mussolini in. Mussolini was voted in, exactly. You Franco know, was it, voted in. Like, very you true. Know, very true. But it's like, I mean, this kind of stuff, man, it's like, it's just like, it's so, like, the thing is that, like, the difference between, like, the tyranny that, like, this would bring in is that, like, I, like, at least, and this is a fu- this is a messed up thing to say, but like, at least with like a dictator, you knew who was tyrannizing you. Yeah, like at least you, at least you saw the person. Like, well, it's that guy. These people, I've never even heard of half of them. You know? yeah. Here's the thing: like, I've heard of Ming because he was some sort of joke to a lot of people, but he's the only one actually going there trying to defend you. The rest of these people, the people who actually voted for it, we probably, you know, you've probably never seen them at your door. You've never talked yeah. to them. And here's the thing: I don't understand if this was such a big thing for the EU to pass. Why wasn't a referendum? We had we had a big referendum there in, in Ireland a couple of months ago. Why wasn't there an EU-wide referendum? You know, if they want it so badly, let the people... But here's the thing. Yeah. We've seen what happens when, when, when we do have referenda, referenda here. We're asked to vote again until they, they get what they want. Yeah. <laughs> because that's yeah. how democracy works, folks. That's how freedom works. Yeah. Vote, and vote until you give us the right answer. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> rant so, over. Rant over. Um, so, so, guys, listen. If you want to get involved, I would strongly urge you to be as biased as us and go over to ie.saveyourinternet.eu and let those people who you probably never talked to know exactly that you want your internet to be left alone and that you believe in freedom and all the all the all the great things that the internet has provided not just memes but also the way to communicate and all that kind of stuff because now's the time to do it when it's gone it's be very hard to get back that's yeah. the main thing about freedom. When it's gone, it's very hard to get back. But let's move on. So freedom isn't free. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta put in your book old five. <laughs> All right, guys. So hopefully that this will be the last time with, with uh, the exchange rate. Yeah, yeah, about two, about two fifty. Two fifty. So guys, you know, hopefully this will be the last time we have to do our hard push yeah. for freedom. But you know, yeah. go over and all that kind of stuff, and it is totally worth your time. It only takes a couple of minutes. No, I re- I really hope that me doing freedom isn't free. Who's uh, compliant? <laughs> it, it's Article Thirteen, non-compliant. <laughs> um, all right, so so, anyway. so yeah, so moving on here. So moving on here to something else that was less of a disaster than. Uh, than the the EU the new EU laws was uh, t- today is the tenth year 
anniversary of the TNA Impact video game. Now, here's the thing. For anyone who doesn't know, myself and Bryn do a wrestling show every Tuesday on Phoenix FM. And uh, so I had to bring this up. This is... Yeah. Just also, while we're on this, there... To explain what the hell a TNA Impact is, it was basically oh, yeah. like a, a company that considered itself to be a, <laughs> a, a WWE. Spoiler alert, it wasn't. <laughs> um, they released a video game. They did it with, uh, uh, with uh, Midway Games, who went under about a year after this release, I think. Yes. Am I right saying that? Yeah. Yes. And, um, yeah, I mean, this the game was... I mean... There are worse games. Yeah, I mean, it's very, in my opinion, it's kind of like a six of one, half a dozen of another kind of thing for me. Um, like, because like at the time of it, by far and away the best looking wrestling game on the market. But by, not only, but not only the best. Right? Like, I, I do want to talk about the good, goods and bad of it. Because yeah, yeah. There was, there was, a, there was a lot of good things. Like the main thing for me, um, as far as you know, the technical achievements of it, they actually full motion body captured. Yeah, uh, Christopher Daniels, yeah. for for who's who's a wrestler, an actual wrestler, um, for all the moves, like every single they, wrestling they, move, and it was they, screen captured. Yeah, they um, they did full on motion cap for. I think they got most of the guys in there to do their own mocap. Yeah, for like significant moves, then there was guys who just did like mocap for like the basic punches and kicks and stuff because pretty much everyone had the same punch and kick. Yes, and, oh, well, dude, everyone had the same finisher. Everyone had a DDT finisher. No. No, yeah, yeah. Everyone had really? a DDT. Yeah. I know. I know how to score. Samoa Joe had the had the muscle buster. Um, AJ Styles had the Styles Clash. Okay, okay. No, I really don't know what you're talking about. Here. Okay, 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 okay. Um, Just l- 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 let me. Uh, there was a demo where there was a demo that went around that was pretty awful, where pretty much everyone had the Canadian Destroyer. Um, okay, well, no, I mean, I should, I should clarify that the roster was quite deep, but the majority of people on that roster had the same finishers. The roster had the same, uh, like had the same basic moves more so than the fin- like the signature stood out more than anything else. That's true. The, yeah, yeah. The signatures um, were actually quite, quite. Yeah, true. like the, I mean, so like staying more on the positive side of things for the moment. Yeah, like they did full uh, body scans of everyone as well, so everyone looked relatively photorealistic, especially for the period. Yes. Um, the draw rate was like sixty frames per second, which. Like now, that's kind of like seen as like industry standard. This was like what to this like this two thousand and eight. Yeah, two thousand eight, two thousand seven. Which at no, the time, yeah, it was two thousand eight. Yeah. So like it's at the time that was not that was not seen as being like a uh, that was seen as a you know relatively unheard of. Like a, like I mean, at the time, the WWE games were had a draw rate of like I think they maxed out at thirty, but they were usually around twenty frames. Yes, they weren't like they weren't super like they weren't super crisp by comparison so this came along and like everything looked gorgeous by comparison in terms of like how well it was how well it would animate um the problem was was that like there like to say that there was a move step depth would be uh, generous there, there there wasn't <laughs> to say that there was a uh, game types would be generous there wasn't and um they tried they tried i mean it was a i think they failed yeah, but they tried. I I mean, like the the ultimate X matches were fun to play. Yes, they were. But... There was a there was a, a very large um, learning curve. That was the only thing about yeah. it. Learning yeah, yeah, but it was weird. fun. I mean, yeah. um, like to explain the ultimate ultimate X matches to people who didn't who don't know. So basically, the way at that time TNA used like these uh, uh, six sided rings, and then they would have this match called the Ultimate X match, where there'd be like these poles on like. Um, opposite uh, these poles that would like have like um, a cable run across and make this like have kind of X so that you'd have to get this like X or tile match or tile uh, belt from the center of it so you'd have to climb up to the top rope and then go and then like uh, kind of shimmy along these cables to go and get the uh, to try and win the match and it's really really good fun but I mean when you don't really have that much options in terms of like moves and stuff it's kind of hard to be to feel like you're being creative or that you're having like a match or whatever. And it just it, it felt more like a a really strong like first draft of a game mm. rather than being like a fi- finalized finished product. Yes, and like if the, I think if there was a sequel, it would have been like massively improved. But we just never got to see that. Uh, and, no, no. Uh, now here's the thing. Mm. Did you know? 
there was a sequel. It was a mobile game, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, see, that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be pedantic, damn it. Yeah, I really, what I mean by sequel is like, you know, on a games console, preferably like one that you plug into a television or one that you can, or possibly even a computer, not yes. so much a phone on a tablet. <laughs> That's like yeah. arguing that like that's like arguing that WWE Supercard is a sequel to 2K16. No, <laughs> no, it just took no. Um, yeah, but like overall, when I remember playing the game and actually like really enjoying it, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed it for an hour. Well, here's the thing, because <laughs> at this time, I you know, I was I was playing video games, but I was also like you know super busy at the same time, so I yeah. was kind of like um, absently playing video games. When I got into it properly is when I started achievement hunting. Mm. And when I actually was playing it to get achievements, I actually enjoyed it like a heck of a lot more in a strange way, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I remember doing like the, the story mode and I just found it like monotonous after a while. It's very tedious. Yeah. It um, is very tedious. But I mean, like, it was, uh, like I, I don't want to be too harsh on it because I think it's like, I think it's very easy to be overly harsh on it. But it's just, it's just a case of like, Hold on, I people mean, on the internet being overly harsh about something. Yeah, yeah, it That's happens good. from time to time. <laughs> um, it's just, I, I just don't have it in me to like hate the game. I think it's, like, again, I think it's more, I think it was a, a good starting point, but it just, we never got to see, like, you know, at full, like the idea is fully fleshed out. We'd like having more of a moveset depth would have improved it a lot, but it just, it just came off as like playing like an arcade game, like a really, basic arcade game looking that looked like a wrestling game yeah. rather than being like a like being either like a wrestling sim or being a fighting sim it just never really got there yeah and actually funny story you mentioned that Bryn because I'm actually working on a piece for Total Wrestling Magazine at the moment the first piece is going out mm. soon and it is actually charting the entire history of wrestling video games oh cool uh, and I started off I kind of just condensed you know the the NES Genesis era all the way up to the PS1 era. Yeah. And the, well, not the full PS1 era, but it, it stops after Attitude, you know? And the funny thing about it is, with those games, with that time span, you can see how long it took WWE to kind of figure out what they were and what yeah. worked. It went from being, you know, an absolute mess to being an, an arcade game with uh, WrestleMania. And then they kind of slowed it down to being a, uh, a more sim-based game. So I think that's what TNA were kind of going for, but they wanted up, up, you know, up the ante, and that's why they went with the the mocap yeah. stuff. But yeah, they, okay. I think they're trying. They, like I remember seeing interviews at the time where they were really, uh, the intent was to make something more like WWF No Mercy. Yeah, uh, it it like I totally get that intent. It just isn't fully realized <laughs> yeah. you know well that's the thing you know it, it, it it's one of those great great things lost to time mm. where it, you know if only but you know it i would say if you guys haven't played if you're wrestling fans it's not one that i'd say run out and buy but you get it for like four quid so yeah. you know give it a, give it a try see what you think i mean it, there's a game currently on steam early access that every now and again i'll talk about because it's uh, called Pro Wrestling X, and it's essentially like the like an, another TNA game, but yeah. it's in early access, and it's currently getting development on. And it's like it's not even close to finished. And they're very they like they're charging like I think about a tenner for it on Steam, but they're also going it's not finished, so don't expect a finished game when you buy it. <laughs> yeah, they're like guys, just temper your expectations, and yeah. everything will be okay. The, the cool thing, the cool thing about it is that, like, if you do buy it, you also do get to see, get to track the progress of that game, and yes. it's kind of interesting. I mean, if you're interested in game development, it's very interesting to look at like how long. I mean, that's like an indep- it's an ind- independently financed video game. And seeing how long it takes them to produce work is really interesting. For sure. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, that's something else to check out. If because like if, if you have a computer, then you have Steam, and you'll definitely be able to run it because it's not like super labor intensive at this point in time. No, no, it, it's very, um, it's very, very straightforward. You know, it, there, there's nothing. To, it's not going to you know kill your RAM or anything like that. It's, no. Grand, you know, I think it's stable. I mean, like they so far, like 
they've done a very good job so far of like making every update they have be very stable for <clears throat> customers. So that's good. Um, you know, it's it's kind of like I mean, it, it's something that's nice where like it, um, like I've I've had that game for about two years now, and every time I've played it, it's been stable after every update. That's impressive for a game that like isn't finished, where it's always stable build that they have released. So, you know, it's testament how good they are at doing their own quality assurance while they man, make the game. Man, we've played worse games. Oh uh, yeah. Oh god. Yeah. You know, like I've played worse games, and I mean, you know, I've played I, worse I, games I, by better financed people. Yeah, like I'm very anxious about the new WWE game, but we will talk about that in, in due time, you know. Yeah. But I, I, I kind of wanted to jump onto something else here. Um, there's an awful lot breaking with the what are they going to call it now? The the DC universe, uh, the DC EU as such. There's an awful lot of stuff happening there, and that's just becoming a, a, a train wreck. <laughs> so in the past day or two, we've had two major departures from the DCEU. Oh, really? Yes, sir. Uh, do you want to guess who they were? I have no idea. Okay, who are two? Is who are the two biggest people in the DCEU? So that'd be uh, in terms of like actors. Well, actors, but also characters. Like who? Also, oh, that'd be Wonder Woman and Batman. Go again. Wonder Woman and Superman. Batman and Superman. Yeah. Okay. Both gone. Both gone. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's where we are. You know, it, it, it's crazy. Like, that's weird. Yeah. So, they just should have, they, they, you know what? Uh, they just should have cast, um, oh, what's that, guy, uh, what's that guy's name again? He was at uh, Dublin Comic Con. Um, he played Superman Dean, before. Dean, Dean Kane. Yeah, they should just cast Dean Kane as uh, Superman again. They just should have. Should have happened. <laughs> yeah, like D- Dean yeah. Kane is a good guy, you know. Uh, yeah. I didn't see any any major thing. Any any you know, he, he seemed like a pretty sound bloke. But uh, it it kind of sucks that this is this is the thing that's happening now. You know, it's like th- they've messed up so badly that yeah. it's over for the DCU, you know like that's it man it's you know well yeah i i think uh i mean to, like i mean to be fair to them like the um the superman movies the superman movie and the batman versus superman movie didn't perform did, like uh, they performed well but they didn't perform as well as they expected them to the wonder woman movie was far more successful and a far more far far more acclaim over it. Um, I think they're probably just trying to distance themselves for it so they can kind of readjust and kind of reformat the uh, the next uh, the next kind of sequence of films that they do. Especially because it seems like they're going in a much more standalone kind of route, which is honestly it's a better move for them at this point. Right, and to just do uh, than to like. Uh, try and do the um, uh, try and keep up with the continuity that they had created with um, Man of Steel and uh, Dawn of Justice in my opinion like where do you think the wheels fell off do you think it was as as simple as well I think they've been trying to put the wheels back on for three films to be honest with you like you know um, I mean when the (laughs) trying to put the wheels back on the, like I mean, when you consider like okay, in, in my opinion, um, in my opinion, they had three films in a row that were, you know, all from like maybe not like maybe not from a box office perspective, but certainly from like a what a film is and what a film should is supposed to do perspective, mm. fail massively, um, like I didn't watch Man of Steel and go, I want to know more about Superman. You know, I didn't watch the Batman vs. Superman movie going, I want to know more about this Batman, this Batman character that they have. I did. He, I, I, look, I'll say this. I, I, really, I, re, I really liked Donna Justice. I thought it was not bad. Like, I, like okay, on a scale from like, from on a scale of 1 to 10, I think it's like a 5. But, I mean, the, that, like, I mean, at the same time, like, that's like... When you're trying to, when you're trying to, when you're going up against, when you're competing with Marvel, which like 
average, I would say, around sixes and sevens. Uh, it's just not cutting it, you know? Like, it really isn't. And Okay, so you're catching us on the podcast and you want to find out, well, what if I want to listen live and I'm not in Ireland? Well, the TuneIn app has you covered. That's TuneIn. Just look for Phoenix 92.5 FM and you'll be able to check us out live. Don't forget, if you want to contribute to the conversation, go over to Twitter. nerd 2 no 92.5 is our Twitter. That's nerd 2 the number 2, no 92.5 is our Twitter for the show. If you want to chime in, you can. Every Saturday, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. Suicide Squad, which was a mess. Yes. Like, it's it's a very watchable film, but so are the Transformers movies. Like, it's, it's, it's one of those mo- like the, the Suicide Squad for me was a movie that I really liked until I thought about it, and then it yeah. got, I, I got more and more upset every time I started thinking about yeah. it. I'm like, well, it was the same problem with Man of Steel in that perspective. Oh, like, yeah, exactly. And you know, I, I, I liked Henry Cavill as Superman, I thought he was good. Yeah. I really enjoyed um, when he played Superman in, in Justice League. Yes, you know, it's, yeah, the, only, well, it's the only time he yeah, played the Superman only time, exactly, and that's the thing, but like. And here's one thing that, like, I'm sure our listeners know because you know they, they're they're in the nerd to know. I'm sorry, I never did it again. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're like, gonna have that as a basis. <laughs> but uh, the thing about it is, when Superman is not like he is in the movies, yep. there's at, at the end of Justice League and at the beginning of Justice League, actually, that's Superman. You oh, know, yeah. uh, when he actually isn't a colossal douche. You yeah. know, he's actually like really funny and a good character. Yeah, I mean, but like, I mean, the thing is that like, if you've spent any time reading over like the good Superman material, yeah, like he's for a character that people say isn't interesting. Yeah, there's something kind of interesting about a guy who's like, who kind of goes, "I have all the power in the world. And I can do anything I want. I could let this corrupt me, but you know what? I won't because it." It's more it, like it's more challenging to do the right thing, and yeah. you kind of go like, "Yeah, that is actually interesting." <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's like, dude, you're o- not, you're okay in Arabic, you know? Yeah, like, and he's not brooding about it. He's not like he doesn't have like the he, like the pressure of the world is on him. But you wouldn't know it from looking at the dude, you know? He's, like, he's, it's it's kind of amazing. Like you're kind of, like you come away just going, "Man, Clark is a cool guy." Like, yeah, and that's, you know, thing, that's, that's supposed thing, to be how you feel about him. He's Clark. <laughs> he's not Superman. You know, that's the big thing. That's why Batman always calls him Clark. Yeah. You know, it's like well, it's two reasons. One, because he Batman's a dick, but he also yeah. he just won't won't refer to him as anything else. But also, it's the humanize him, and it reminds yeah. you that he is just a man. Like, well, he's Superman. Well, he's but, just a guy know, from Kansas. He's just a guy from Kansas. Yeah, who happens to have these incredible powers. But yeah. the main thing about Superman character was he was raised by humans yeah and he, and he considers he would, himself as like he considers himself to be an american citizen yes like, and he is you know he, he is you like, know and that, yeah. that's, that's the thing that's the whole point of the story you know it was a whole immigrant story you know that's 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 the great mm. thing about superman it, it can be all these kind of different things but also in uh in elseworld you know there's a story where he's raised by the waynes yeah you no know, speed of bullet and he basically becomes batman but you know yeah Crazy Batman, and also uh, crazy powerful Batman. Exactly, where he just you know? punches people but to dust. Like, but there's one, you know, there's the Red. Oh, there was Red Sun as well, where he's yeah. right, communist Russia, and you know, it's. It, it, I think this is lost. You know, I know you're a huge Superman fan, Bryn, so it's. Yeah. The, you know, when I saw this, I'm like, I don't know how you're going to feel about this. I'm like, happy. I think. I mean, see, I think if they, I think if they left it for a while and they just kind of, I, I think if they spend. A little bit more time if they get like a couple of Sam movies out, if they do like a cyborg movie and that kind of thing, and they just kind of they just do their own thing for a bit and get like a few more heroes, a bit more publicity. Um, because like everyone knows Superman, they know Batman, but I think I, I think um, I think Warner Brothers and uh, DC are in an, are, have an opportunity here to kind of open the doors to a few of their more pro like a few of the more prominent characters within the lore of dc characters but like lesser known characters like they could do stuff with uh martian manhunter and like 
um god who else is there that they could do but like you know like you know what i mean they could do like hawkman would be cool you know for sure like, um and like i mean I'd, I'd love to see a static shock film or black light or like they've got black lighting in the tv show but like even if they did static you know i mean there's i mean there's plenty of guys to choose from that they could do that they could do some like that they could do some just like fun superhero films with mm. and they don't like I'm not looking for them to do like to replicate what Marvel have because you know what they're like DC and like DC and Marvel are like are like very different in terms of like the philosophy and the attitude that they have like um when it comes like when it comes to um when it comes to Marvel I kind of like seeing characters behave like kind of like have make like make wor- like make bad decisions and like have and be more flawed. When I see DC characters, I want to see them like actually make like the right decision and stuff. Like it, it's kind of hard to explain in like a in brief period. But like the idea is like one is like idealism and the other one's realism. If that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. And um, as far as like characters go, I mean, like you're not gonna, you know, you have to suspend disbelief with what they can do. But it's more like how they react to stuff. It should be more. Like DC should be much more like ide- it should be much more idealistic in mm. how they respond. Exactly because you know the DC stories are not like Marvel. Marvel's very based, and that's one thing actually from playing the new Spider-Man game. I mm. kind of forgot how real it is. You know, DC is not supposed to be real. DC is yeah. their overarching teams. Like literally, Superman is a god. Yeah. Shazam is many gods. Yeah. Like Diana Batman. is Diana is also a god. Batman is someone who punches gods. <laughs> you know like Batman is like someone who, like, despite the fact that he's on, that he's only human, is able to get a ten to fifteen ten to fifteen year long career, possibly longer, but uh, doing something that like that pretty much every expert when they compare what he's what he, all of his abilities have said like that's a three-year career before his body's ruined <laughs> like yeah yeah but you know? thing, like again like batman sleeps like three hours a night yeah has- that's like that's super not good for you <laughs> i don't know man works out for me yeah we'll see about that, <laughs> you know he, he has 52 master degrees he's mastered every single form of combat He's, yeah. you know, he's basically, knowledgeable about magic. Yeah, look, you, you couldn't be Batman. Like that's the thing; it's, it's not possible, you know. But that's that power is that he has as much time of the day as Batman needs. Yeah, like the thing about Bat- Batman's powers are he has determination, he has mm-hmm. money, and he has time, and that's it. And he can he can do everything because yeah. with those with those like, three things you can pretty much. Like, do the crazy thing is like he's that he's like that obsessed obsessed with being a superhero, but he still runs like Wayne like uh, Wayne Enterprises really well like impressively yeah. well he's for ve- someone new to- he's, he's very good at it yeah and uh, here's the thing I don't know what Wayne Enterprises actually does they're can huge code they do everything yeah I know they could yeah but you know like Tony Stark uh, Stark Industries they make weapons like, yeah. oh, that makes sense and um, LexCorp you know they, they run factories well the, Wayne, yeah I mean Wayne, the, the, Wayne Corp just does everything it's like yeah. okay you know yeah um, yeah, so just, you know, that, that's something that, I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, there's talk of Michael B. Jordan being the new Superman, and I'm like, okay, I like Michael B. Jordan, but I'm like, really? That's kind of... I mean, uh, uh, okay. I, I mean, not like, I don't want to be that person, but I would rather see him, I would rather see Michael B. Jordan play, um, I'd rather see, I'd, honestly, I'd rather see him play Martian Manhunter. I think yeah. he played that role. Oh, man, like, that, that'd be a good, and that's one, that's a character that we haven't seen. Yeah. At I mean, all, really? To be honest, like that, I think that would be like I don't know why, but I really feel like I would rather have like a black actor play Martian Manhunter. Well, he should, you know. That's kind of, but kind of works, you know. I th- I th- but I, th- I just I feel I I just don't I don't like I think that like someone like Idris Elba would do a really good job with that role. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, I Idris Elba you know, would be cool as steel too, and could actually make that role work. But it's the, the but it's the but it's the bit it's the bit actually Idris Elba would be awesome for Martian Manhunter because he has the build. Yeah, you know for, when he played Heimdall, he you yeah. know it yeah, was that's true. you know they're very very similar. Uh, Michael actually, B. Jordan, Jordan be good. Actually, Michael B. Jordan be good for Static Shock. Yeah, uh, he's a bit too old for the role now. He is, but they could, you know. Yeah, he could play a, an old. He could play a ten-year vet version. Exactly, and that's oh. you know. And speaking of that's what the reason I bring it up is because one of the new things that I really like about the Spider-Man game is he's an eight-year vet. Yep. 
Yeah. I think that works so well. I think you can tell a really good story. And then once that works, you can do your origin story and, and hire uh, a younger kid to play play him as a 16-year-old. But yeah. I think the, the major... Awesome. F- like it'd be cool to get Miles. Uh, Miles Morales? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's what they're kind of... They're wetting the appetite with the new Spider-Man game. No, yeah. no spoilers, no spoilers. The, the movie coming out later this year. Yeah, no spoilers, but they are kind of getting people to know who Miles Morales is. Mm. So, you know, I think there's a, lo- a lot of a lot of depth and breadth there, but yeah, yeah man, Michael B. Jordan, you can do way better than an off- than a cast-off Superman, you know? Yeah, I like, just as well as that, I mean, like, I, not being funny, but like, Superman's kind of a hard, it's kind of hard to play the character. You know, yeah, like, yeah, like that's the it's thing. a very specific casting. Like it's, it's it's dude, it's like the way you like the joke is made. You know, you can't make a good Jesus movie because <laughs> yeah, you know? and you can't. It's kind of hard to do. You know, other than focus on his death. You know, and that yeah. ironically, that's what they did with Superman. They focused on his death, and then the movie afterwards, sort of like bringing him back. It's kind of like right, you kind of ride the Jesus Jesus allegory to the ground, and that's. Yeah. That's all the Hollywood know how to do with Superman, and it's like, no, you kind of you can do a lot more with it, but they yeah. won't, you know. Yeah. And this is why I think before we have another Superman character uh, based movie, I think you know Justice League Dark would be cool to do, yep. uh, Swamp Thing would be cool to do. You know, finally pull the trigger with Constantine. You know, DC just need to know what. They're doing the last, and the last Constantine film was not very good. <laughs> I liked it, but it was not a Constantine film. It was Keanu no. Reeves doing stuff. But like, yeah. the TV show was very good. Yeah, I the, the I mean the that movie. I was just remember going like this film is building to a massive climax that turned out to be a conversation. <laughs> yeah, but I I enjoyed it for what it was. I thought it was pretty good. Like, I thought I it was just, pretty good. I watched it in the theater and I was not prepared for. I was prepared for a massive climactic fight. What I got was a conversation, and I was going like I left going like that was really good right up until the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and, it's, it, that was the kind of thing though when Keanu Reeves, you know, everything was kind of like the Matrix, and it wasn't. Yep. Yeah. Um, actually, speaking of which, I, I I wanted to kind of we wanted to kind of switch gears here and talk about the Predator. So the yep. Predator. I know that's horribly confusing. The Predator 2018, folks, is uh, it's out this week or next week? Um, soon. Anyway, it's out yeah. soon. Yeah. I yeah. on the pay on the the stream now we have Geek Ireland for people watching. You can see that that's on uh, the main page there, and they have a review above it. I'm excited for. Yeah, it's coming out, I think it's coming out this weekend. I'm excited for it cautiously. Yeah, I mean, I think it could be good. I mean, I mean, I'm just trying to think. Like, I mean, there's the only Predator films I haven't liked have been the ones with Alien in them. I like them, kind of. Yeah, I, I just like if I'm out of the outside of this one, there's what five films. So it's like the Predator One, Predator Two, the two Alien AVP films, and Predators. Yeah, yeah. Predator, Predator, Predators was really good. Yeah, really, really good. It was so good you didn't even mind Topher Grace being there. Like, <laughs> oh, he was. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, like Pre- Predators was really good. Obviously, Predator is you know. Yeah, Predator. I mean, Predator Two was like enjoyable, but just not. Yeah, like, it's kind not, of like the Die Hard Two, you know. Yeah, yeah like, like it's, it's good, it, but it's it, good, but not great. Actually, I will have to say, did you ever play um, the video game for the PS2? Predator Concrete Jungle. Uh, nope. Never that's, that's really fun. That's yeah. really fun. Yeah, it's pretty much Predator 2 and yeah, mm. that's it. You know, you're, you are the Predator. It's, nice. um, it, although it's from that era where, you know, like Blood Omen 2 and yeah, yeah it's got, it, it feels very like Blood Omen 2 but that's not a bad thing. No. Um, that game's awesome. Oh yeah, man, it's so good. Like, particularly we haven't played it in a while. Um, yeah. I think we'll have to have well, a little look like, back at like, that. Legacy of Kane series is so, so great. So and, underrated. So yeah. underrated. Yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, the interesting thing as well was that like, uh, um, I just read an article early to, earlier today about, pre- uh, about the Predator that apparently Schwarzenegger was uh, offered a role for it and he rejected it to, to do Terminator 6 instead, which like, yay. I mean... Uh, it's like okay, Arnie. Um, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure people would rather see you do Predator again um, than do another. Um, the, than do another uh, 
Terminator film. Well, see, here, okay, here's, and you know, we're we're kind of this is the this is the worst thing about the show. We run into the same thing with the desk where we get into it and then it's time to go. But we, we you know, we, yeah. we might go over because we're streaming. But um, but here's the thing about the, the the Terminator thing, right? I like the fact that it is a Terminator sequel right from Terminator Two. It's done yep. with James Cameron, so. It, it will be a true sequel. Like I remember going to see Terminator 3 in the theaters. I'm going to see Terminator 4. I, I've, I've seen all the Terminator movies in the theater. I could see because I wasn't, I was like three when Terminator 2 came out, <laughs> you know, and even if I saw, I wouldn't have remembered it. So I, I've seen all of them in the theaters. And I remember thinking, Oh God, this is really disappointing. And the same with all the other ones. I, I would rather see Ernie in Terminator whatever this new Terminator movie is, than in Predator. Because I don't think there's any reason for him to be in Predator. Like, what's he going to do? <laughs> hey, I, I, I survived the Predator. <laughs> you know, bye, guys. Give that expo- exposition dump. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know. I told him to do it, and then he did it. And then we got to the, I said, we get to the chopper. We got to the chopper. And that's all I need from him. And maybe to do, uh, like, a, to do, like, a, to do like a standing uh, arm wrestle contest. And then, you know, quickly break the fourth wall and go, and that guy was there, and the camera pans off, and it's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's just funny. Turns into the office randomly. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, Shane Black, the director of Predators, was in Predator One. Um, so yeah, I, I have heard though that this movie is one of the sleeper comedies of the year because it's very Marvelly. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I like I really like Shane Black in general. Uh, and he's great. I, I really like Iron Man Three. Kiss Kiss him up. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is great. Uh, anything he's done actually is is definitely worth a watch. But um, a Marvel based Predator movie? I'll wait and see. I think we'll we'll reserve our judgment on this because uh, yeah. it, it's a bit too it's a bit too um a bit too close to the call here. Uh, yeah, man. Like so much so much has happened this week and we're almost out of time Bryn. is there anything mm-hmm. you want you want to cover before we wrap up so yeah real quick apparently um bethesda have been in talks with nintendo to talk about uh, doing future projects with uh, uh to do future projects together so like they'll be having stuff as like small as having like playable characters in future smash brothers games having nice. ex- exclusives for uh, Nintendo and that sort of thing because like we've been seeing like we've been seeing a lot of like um highly celebrated stuff for uh Doom on the Switch and Skyrim and so on so it, yeah it, in my opinion it'd be super cool super cool to see uh, to see a collaboration between the two of them I'd love to, I'd love to see that you know and it, it's I think it's long overdue like the Nintendo obviously they're for anyone who doesn't know Nintendo going all the way back to the the video video game crisis of the 80s are very very strict on what they allow on their platforms a lot of games have been censored all this kind of stuff but um, that said you know the fact that Doom is on the Switch like hyper violent Doom well I know all Dooms are hyper violent but you know modern Doom uh, it's a good sign and I think it's great Um, it's great to see so fair play Absolutely fair play to uh, to Nintendo for that. So I'm excited. I haven't got a Switch, but you know, uh, getting one soon, hopefully. <laughs> uh, at, uh, here's the thing: I'm just enjoying the PS4 for yeah. the first time in a long time. I'm actually sitting there going, "Wow, you know, um, Guilty Gear is the fighting game of choice for me." And that's on there. Um, the Jurassic Park game is unreal, and obviously Spider Man. Mm. Uh, Spider-Man for the PS4 as well. So I'm finally enjoying next-generation consoles because there's games there I actually want to play. Look, more games we all do well out of. That's the thing. And, you know, right on for that. All right, guys, and that's going to do it for this edition of Nerd to Know Basis here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. Of course, on our uh, SoundCloud, on Mix, on MixCloud, on you know, all the clouds, and also on iTunes if you check out Nerd to Know Media. That's where all the shows are going to be um, hosted on iTunes. So subscribe there. They'll drop a day or two after they go up on, uh, after they go out live on uh, Phoenix 92.5 FM. Real, real quick, Bryn, what would you like to plug this week, sir? So I am going to plug my usual, uh, our usual friends over at Geeks of the Industry. Um, so geeks, who are Geeks of the Industry? I hear you random 
uh, person ask towards your headphones in the middle of the street. Yes, I hear you. Um, <laughs> oh my God, they hear you. Run, run, run. <laughs> so um, basically what they are is like a podcasting network. They do um, a wide range of different shows. So they have like, if you're, into, uh, if you're into the kind of stuff that we talk about here, they have their flagship show. That's Geeks in the Industry. They also have uh, a couple of shows on film on the uh, film there's uh, geeks on film creature features podcast which is like hard hard podcast then there's also a uh, shit film sundays too shit harder which is me with uh my uh, wonderful co-host uh, uh Flonies punk ksc um that is my favorite name for a podcast ever. <laughs> yeah i love it in terms it. of like wrestling podcasts if you're like us and you have the affliction of enjoying wrestling they have a couple of wrestling podcasts there as well that's like uh, like a uh, mega powers radio and wrestle bollocks radio um yeah these names, anything, guys these guys these pretty much anything that that uh, felonious punk does ha- will have swears in it it's unbelievable um so yeah uh if you have the time check them out because they do amazing amazing podcasts yes and uh do check them out guys yeah their their workload is quite substantial so you know fair play um i will plug my twitter at dara wv at a at d-a-r-r-a-g-h-w-v and because uh i've really got super into it i'm going to plug my twitch stream because i'm streaming a lot of things on twitch so www.twitch.tv slash dux imperator so d-u-x-i-m-p-e-a-p-e-r-a-t-o-r so you can go there and you can easy on yourself yeah uh, I, I got to change that, I think. Uh, you can go there and you can watch me stream all the Spider-Man all the time. Same spider channel. Same, same spider time. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much whenever I get a chance, I'm like, oh, Spider-Man. Uh, I will diversify once I, you know, finish the Spider-Man. But uh, on, until that point, we're going to have to keep going but guys after uh, this it's spider-man 2 for the ps2 <laughs> after this it's spider-man 2 and electro for her ps1 <laughs> i i might i might just do that you know um but guys until next week um i've been dara connor he's been brother work we'll talk to you then here on phoenix 2.5 fm near to no basis bye do you like wrestling then what are you waiting for check out the rescue international desk this tuesday and every tuesday on Phoenix 92.5 FM, 8pm to 9pm, with myself, Daryl O'Connor, and my co-host, Rino Rourke, bringing you over 300 editions of the show Encounter. The Rescue International, Phoenix 92.5 FM. Be